Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Proverbs 31 Women Podcast. That's a lot, but hello. (laughs) I, ah, you guys, yesterday was Valentine's Day. It was such an awesome day. I spent it with my best friend. We had Valentine's Day. We got dressed up all real cute and fashionable. And we went to this nice restaurant and got some sweet dessert afterwards and just really enjoyed our time together. Now, you can look at Valentine's Day one or two ways, you know. You can be like, man, I'm single. This is National Single Awareness Day, blah, blah, blah. Or you can view it as an amazing time to maximize your singleness, hang out with your friends, and really gain a new perspective of the present and the present state that God has you in and how to just better your walk with him and just be so grateful right where you are right now. And for my people that are booed up, you're married, you're in a relationship, I'm so happy for you that God has brought you that special person and you know that you get to be a team and that you get to celebrate in beautiful moments like that. So for my people all around, single, booed up, married, married, whichever category you fall in, just know that all of us are all equally loved by Jesus. And I hope that you had a safe Valentine's Day, a fun Valentine's Day. I know I did. So let's get right into the word. (laughs) Sorry, a little side note. I have to segue, you guys. I have to segue and do a little intro and then, you know, we get in the word, you know, but we got to chat a little bit. So (laughs) um, it's been a month since I recorded my last podcast episode. And within that month, oh my gosh, like, oh, Lord, give me the right words to say because I'm just so overwhelmed Um, with just how much I want to share with you guys, but I don't want this episode to be too, too long. So I promise we'll get into it, but I'm just asking the Lord to guide me with what he wants me to share. So I feel that it's necessary to pray for that guidance. Lord, I just thank you for this person listening to this podcast right now. I pray that um, you would just illuminate their ears to what you want to speak to them, that they would listen, that they would listen intently, God. And I pray that the scriptures that would be shared, that would land on good ground. And God, every word that I say, I pray that it would be guided by your Holy Spirit, that you would give me discernment on what is in season to share and how you want to speak to this amazing individual right now. And I pray that you would illuminate again what you need them to listen to, but also what they need to go back to in the word after this episode so they can meditate on it and learn from this and apply it to their life. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so we're going to be talking about obedience. So going back to my last episode, I talked about 2020 being the year of letting go. And part of letting go is being obedient and letting go of control. I think that's one of the biggest struggles we have as human beings is surrendering our future, surrendering things that have been part of our lives for as long as we can remember. And when God speaks to us about letting go of a habit and changing our perspective, it can be very difficult because it's uncomfortable at first. Um, it just, it, it shakes you to be like, 
God, like, this is something I've always done. Like, why is it, why do I need to let go of it? It's just always been part of my life. But then God illuminates to you um, the mistakes that you've made because of this habit that's always been part of your life that he wants you to progress and grow from. Can I get an amen? Okay. So that has been a convicting word that has been resonating in my heart. But I want to look at a biblical character that was their own worst enemy and how their disobedience led to their own demise. We're going to be going to 1 Samuel chapter 13. Now, I've been rereading There Is More by Brian Houston, and there's a chapter in the book called Obedience and Abundance. And so he highlights specific characters in the Bible that were obedient. What is that? Obedient. Even when, like, even when multiple troubles were arising, like, it didn't seem logical at all, but they were still obedient. Um, And it really shows their obedience and faith and surrendering everything to Jesus. But Pastor Brian highlights someone that didn't do that. And this section of the chapter is called Costly Compromise. And that's when we're going to go to. 1 Samuel chapter 13. So if we can turn there, I'm going to be referencing the word, but I'm also going to be referencing um, sections from that chapter that really spoke to me and the Holy Spirit has illuminated um, for me to really meditate on and share with you guys. So 1 Samuel chapter 13, we're going to start at um, okay, we'll start at verse one and then we'll probably jump around. Saul was 30 years old when he became king and he reigned over Israel for 42 years. Saul chose 3,000 men from Israel. 2,000 were with him at Michmash and in the hill country of Bethel. And a 1,000 were with Jonathan at um. Oh my gosh, we'll call it Gibby. It's like, no, Gibby, Gibby, I don't even know. In Benjamin, the rest of the men he sent back to their homes. Jonathan attacked the Philistine outpost at Giba, and then the Philistines heard about it. Then Saul had the trumpet blown throughout the land and said, let the Hebrews hear. So all Israel heard the news. Saul has attacked the Philistine outpost, and now Israel has become obnoxious to the Philistines. And the people were summoned to join Saul at Gilgal. The Philistines assembled to fight Israel with 3,000 chariots, 6,000 charioteers, and soldiers as numerous as the sand on the seashore. They went up and camped at Michmash, east of Bethaven. When the Israelites saw their situation was crucial and that their army was hard-pressed, they hid in caves and thickets among the rocks and in pits and cisterns. Okay, we're going to keep going. Some Hebrews even crossed the Jordan to the land of Gad and Gilead. Saul remained at Gilgah, and all the troops with him were quaking with fear. He waited seven days, the time set by Samuel. But Samuel did not come to Gilgah, and Saul's men began to scatter. So he said, bring me the burnt offering and fellowship of offerings, and Saul offered up the burnt offering. Just as he finished making the offering, Samuel arrived. 
and Saul went out to greet him. What have you done? asked Samuel. Saul replied, When I saw that the men were scattering and that you did not come at the set time and that the Philistines were assembling at McMash, I thought, Now the Philistines will come down against me at Gilgah, and I have not sought the Lord's favor. Favor. So I felt compelled to offer the burnt offering. You have done a foolish thing, Samuel said. You have not kept the command the Lord your God gave you. If you had, he would have established your kingdom over Israel for all time. But now your kingdom will not endure. The Lord has sought over a man after his own heart. This is foreshadowing. I'll get into it in a minute. And appointed him ruler of his people. Because you have not kept the Lord's command, then Samuel left Gilgah and went up to Gibeah. Oh my gosh, these names. Gibeah. Gibeah. Yeah? Gibeah. Sorry. In Benjamin. And Saul counted the men who were with him. They numbered about 600. Okay, you guys. A little backstory. So, um, King Saul was the king over Israel. And the prophet Samuel gave him explicit instructions about not offering a burnt sacrifice to the Lord until the prophet Samuel came back. But because Saul was so afraid of the things happening around him, he decided to take matters in his own hands. And what I'm trying to get at, you guys, is this was the costly compromise as Brian Houston was talking about in his book. It says... Now I'm referencing the book. King Saul's whole reign was brought to an end because although he sacrificed the burnt offering as a ritual, he did it in an environment of excuses, interpretation, and ultimately disobedience. So basically, he was he let fear get the best of him. And naturally, anyone would be afraid. Like it says, the Israelites were completely outnumbered and were trembling with fear. That's where they were hiding in the thickets and, you know, different bushes. And saw seeing the reaction of the soldiers around him. But he took matters in his own hands because he was so afraid of the outcome. And his fear ultimately blinded him. And it says that, it was clear to everyone that Saul was a leader with more faith in his own judgment than in God who had anointed him Israel's first king. His disobedience cost him his whole kingdom. I want you guys to think about that. He, that one act of disobedience cost him his whole kingdom. And I don't want to say one act because there was other things that, you know, affected Saul's kingdom, but this was a major thing that he he had a costly compromise. He committed a costly compromise. And it made me think about my life and how so many times I felt so rushed and I felt like I had to make a certain decision when God didn't even intend that for me. He just wanted me to stay patient and waiting because he ultimately has all of our best interests at heart. But because we let impatience get the best of us, we can ultimately be our own worst enemy. Maybe you've gotten in a relationship because you felt guilty or you felt bad for being the only single person in your group, 
in your friend group. And you just were like, I just want a boyfriend so bad. Or I want this so bad that I'm willing to just sacrifice my standards so I'll have that t- temporary fulfillment. Or maybe, you know, you are struggling with your identity and you want to fit in with a group of friends. And that involves doing really, you know, doing different things that is not, that doesn't align with your character. Because, but because you're so desperate to fit in, you would compromise who God has called you to be. And I know that it's, it's an ugly truth to swallow, but we need to confront ourselves. We need to stop allowing our own impatience get in the way of what God wants to do in our hearts. And I'm not saying that, you know, there's not, if you have messed up in some area of your life, that there's no forgiveness because God is a God that restores, that forgives. But I want to highlight this story because it shows how disobedience, it takes us away from God and our sin separates us from God. But by his grace, we're able to come to him fully and we're able to, to change. He's a, he, we give him permission to transform our hearts, but I wanted to focus on the reality of what happens when there is a costly compromise. And so another thing I wanted to point out, and I'm going to go back to the book. um, How often in our journey through life do our pressing circumstances seem to give us every logical reason to translate, decipher, and interpret the word of God in a manner that suits us rather than to simply trust and obey? Compromising on our own beliefs or misinterpreting the truth of God's word will never attract abundant and blessing. So, guys, even though what God may want you to do is hard in the moment, I promise you, the peace that you will feel when you obey him is unlike any other. Taking that hard road, it ultimately leads us closer to Jesus. And... Your friends might be telling you, you're crazy. Why aren't you doing this? Why aren't, you know, maybe you have an amazing job that is lined up in front of you and you just don't feel peace about it. And you don't know why your friends are like, you'll make more money. You'll make more this or that. But God didn't give you that, the green light to go. Or maybe you have this amazing opportunity to study abroad or this college that wants to give this or that to you, but God didn't tell you that was a school that he wanted for you. That wasn't the community that he wanted for you because he knows the amount of distractions out there. He knows the sphere of influence that would lead you away from him. And so I'm telling you right now, my dear sisters, and if you're a brother listening to this, listen to God, listen to what he has for you. Don't settle. Don't commit a costly compromise. If someone's sliding in your DMs and you know they're only after you, after your 
whatever. You know what that is. If they're only after that, don't pay them any attention. Don't don't let that lead to a costly compromise. If you know they just want to play with your emotions, play with your heart, it's time to let that go. You guys, I'm not speaking from a place where I know I obey God 24-7. I'm still learning as a follower of Christ how to listen to his voice, but also how to act on what he's telling me and to be obedient. And it has been an amazing journey. It has been a journey that has led to a lot of ups and downs, but ultimately when I know that I'm obeying him, I feel so much peace and I feel like I'm I'm accepting my role as his daughter, as wanting to show my obedience flowing as love from my heart. So you guys, I hope that I'm sorry if you hear you guys, I'm recording a podcast episode. Sorry about that, you guys. Um ah, just pretend that didn't exist. I live in a house with people that can be really loud and don't know I'm recording because yeah, okay. <laughs> but anyways, what I was saying I hope that this podcast episode encourages you to be obedient, to do that thing that God is calling you to do, even if it's uncomfortable, even if it seems awkward in the moment, just give it to Jesus and allow him to speak to you and illuminate his word to you. Read 1 Samuel chapter 13 and read more of read all of 1 Samuel. I know I've been learning so much about Saul and and David, and how at the end of 1 Samuel chapter 13, I said I was going to go back to it. It says, but now your kingdom will not endure. The Lord has sought out a man after his own heart. And a man after his own heart is Jesus. I mean, not Jesus, David. <laughs> David is a, was a man after God's own heart. And so that's ultimately the guy that steps in and becomes king. But if you keep reading 1 Samuel, you'll find out what happens to Saul and how ultimately he became a bitter, jealous, and selfish man. But you can choose a different path for your life and accept what God has for you and be obedient in that. There's hope, you guys. No matter how far you feel from Jesus, know that there's redemption. Know that the most genuine form of love is in God. All right, you guys, I love you. I hope that you enjoy this episode. Bye. No, that's not how I do it. Bye.